Hello and welcome to Desi Sportscast and we're recording today um, UK on Sunday, UK time at 5 o'clock so you can imagine what the time is back home and that's why I'm really grateful for my friend and co-host Nevin uh, f- um, for joining us this late but there, w- there is a reason. How are you Nevin on this late night for you? I'm, I'm good, I'm good. I think uh, the adrenaline is just sinking in. It's been a very entertaining semi-final so yeah all good in a week <laughs> it's my first uh playoffs that i'm sort of invested in and uh what oh, a weekend nice. um at the moment there's uh here in the uk we've got a carabao cup uh going on between mm. um mm. manchester city and aston villa my team should have been there but we're not but still um <laughs> my focus was on the playoffs and um today's game just reinforced what a special game it was yesterday, and you were lucky enough, I believe, to be in the stadium. Yep, <laughs> uh, and I continued my uh, uh, unbelievable streak of never watching Chennai uh, lose a match in JLN, and I've been to quite a few matches. It's just very strange, but I've never seen Chennai lose. I know you. We spoke. You spoke about and you revealed this fact last week, and I was wondering uh, whether the the, uh, the what's the, what are the supporters group called? For Chennai, there are two supporters group. They've got Super Machans That's and then the there's one. the B Stand Blues. Yeah, right. I've heard of the yeah. uh, Super Machans, and I thought they must have paid you VIP tickets to go to that game. Um, <laughs> oh, and... Strangely enough, I did get VIP tickets. So. Oh, right. Um, <laughs> yeah, but the extra special yeah, thing from for... a different source. <laughs> right. Well, still, uh, yeah. you deserve considering the luck you bring to the. In uh... fact, from the, the the source is a guy who. Uh, scored a, a curling a shot and uh, g- gave Chennai a 2-0 two, lead. So, no way. All, all the more happy. <laughs> oh, wow. You've got incredible contacts uh, to get tickets from that source. Um, Actually, and we, my friend has. So. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about your links uh, yeah, to the national team as well. But um, the <laughs> other thing that was special for me, because you tweeted a photo from the stands with the, uh, the blue shirt you were wearing. And uh, it's, <laughs> yes. good, it's good to see that represented in um, a major uh, game like that. So uh, I'm like uh, Leicester's brand ambassador in the country right now, taking the jersey to Delhi, Chennai, Kochi, wherever I go, I'm wearing that jersey. Well, so. do you know what? Um, because I follow and I tag uh, the Leicester supporters group here, they messaged mm-hmm. me, um, I think I've spoken about this, and we've been talking, and they want to get the uh, Indian uh, supporters on. Yeah, yeah, you were telling me, and, correct. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to just point them to you, man, because you are the brand <laughs> ambassador, so yeah. Um, yeah. But enough of that, let's talk about the incredible game yeah. yesterday. Um, and you yeah. were, like I said, lucky enough to witness it. I mean, what a game. I mean, what, <laughs> did anybody in their wildest dreams, I know betting's not allowed in India, but the, the odds <laughs> of... Um, uh, on Chennai winning 4-1 must be you know huge. You know what? There is uh, there is this uh, thing happening on Twitter wherein uh, it's it's like a weird lucky thing wherein if you say a certain pattern where it's really weird if I stumble upon someone it'll be something. There is a particular line. Okay, I can't remember it right now. But when you say that it happens. It's like a weird jinx sort of a thing. And somebody on Twitter actually said it'll be very interesting or weird or whatever if Chennai ends up winning 4-0. <laughs> and it almost happened. So it, it's I'm, I've also like become a, a devout of that, <laughs> that tweet pattern. And if you want to get something done, you tweet it in that style. And it gets done. Because there's no other explanation. There's nobody on the planet who would have guessed a, a 4-1 uh, result for Goa. I was one of those odd ones who predicted a Chennai win. Right. I, so I I was I was being cornered for predicting a Chennai win because Goa has been that good this season. Mm. They can't stop scoring. They've been 
pretty uh, pretty unstoppable this season so it was odd that i predicted a 2-1 mm. so it's even odder or probably the oddest to uh, to actually sit here and talk about a 4-1 result so yeah i think yeah, even that's, the, that's uh, football and and you know um quite a few and you lived there as well so you must have been yeah. uh, speaking to uh, the supporters of genoa and i'm pretty sure yeah. to a person they wouldn't have uh, dreamed of the result that they got in the end yeah exactly and there, uh, to 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 uh, uh, to be fair chennai has been on one of the most weirdest uh, runs ever yes. in indian uh, in indian football they've been so up and uh, and the thing is the first 10 minutes it looked like uh, that uh, chennai will go out and do this they were pressing high they had no the moment you get the ball they transition it into an attack they were not just waiting there for something to happen uh, making some side uh, side passes coming the nerves down you know they were very clear they want we want to hear we want to score goals that's only way to win a football match and they were quite direct at it and sometimes the direct approach i think we've discussed this before as well it, it always works in indian football and i think uh, credit goes to owen coil for coming and just getting that going for them everybody is playing well i think also uh, sometimes we don't talk about this too much i think uh, Edwin's shift from right back position to the midfield has helped them a lot. He provides a lot of stability, and it's an Indian midfield anchoring mm. that uh, Chennai team of Anirudh Thapa and uh, Edwin Sidney, and it's both of them are having a, a very good combination. Something hopefully that uh, Igor's team match is looking at keenly because uh, these these two can. play for india as well so uh, i'm i'm hoping uh, steamad is also taking a uh, a keen look uh, sydney has been mentioned in the in the probables list as well so good sign good sign for chennai and credit to owen coil for uh, bringing this miracle to chennai so i i'm sure uh, john grigory is sitting there in <laughs> england somewhere It's and wondering how is this my team no <laughs> he's probably thinking how is this my team because I worked with a different set of players, and uh, I, I was struggling to get the team to score a goal. And now we are scoring well, four scoring in the semi-final against FC Go. Yeah, they're scoring exactly. for fun, and and it was really yeah. good to see. Like you said, you mentioned the in- Indian midfield and um, Tapa and Changte and being uh, such mm-hmm. crucial players in uh, uh, the crucial stage of this uh, tournament as well. It's yeah. not of t- yeah. uh, uh, the foreigners that took the headlines. It was our lo- our own players, but. Um, yeah. How did you? I mean, even uh, it was nil-nil at halftime, I believe, and then um, obviously mm-hmm. the goal started going in. What was the reason mm-hmm. for that? So I, I also think uh, this tie is far from over because uh, I thought Goa played really good football at certain parts of the uh, uh, the pitch. I thought Ahmed Jahu was outstanding. I think he's an incredible player. Some of these players you need to watch live to understand how good they are, right? I mean, I've seen on TV. I've heard multiple people tell how important he is for the go and set up and all. But what a player! What a player! I think this is the first time I've seen an actual register in action. He receives the ball from uh, from the from the defender. He's he's never panicked. I think in his life he's never panicked. I don't think he knows what panic is. And he turns. He controls the speed of the match. He almost teases the opposition into making a challenge, then makes a pass. I think Amal Jawad had a fantastic match. So it's ridiculous that when when a register plays well, you're expected to dominate matches. But unfortunately, Goa couldn't, and I think that's because Koro was playing as number ten. 
and that's not where you want your lethal finisher playing i think uh, this is what we talk about sunil chetri playing number 10 as well they're exceptionally talented that it might look like they're not really playing badly there mm. but uh, manveer as a main striker was a big disappointment i thought he even forget like he's got a good physique but he never used it he wasn't challenging he was not putting pressure on i think uh, sabia and uh, lucien goen really lacked pace mm. and i thought fc goa really struggled to exploit that you, you uh, goen when he's struggling you will see him uh, jumping into tackles and on the floor all the time because he's lost his pace and i think i can only remember like two sliding tackles that he's made in the entire match and that's a big success for uh success for uh, chennai that way that they've reduced uh, um the attacks on goen and uh, so i i feel the lack of uh, losing brandon and bumu ahead of the match really affected goa because they were really missing that cutting edge in attack so you you felt like jahu and leni had a very good match in the midfield uh fall and pena they're all very good defenders i mean regardless of the fact that uh, in fact seriton was the one who got exposed if you see most of the goals came from the uh, from the left of mm-hmm. or rather yeah. right of uh, goa so seriton is the one who got exposed but that's also because i think uh, generally one uh, it was fast and direct from chennai but i also think uh, you could see the fact that when a goan team goes up and forward you want your uh, forward to hold the ball a little for the team to maintain their shape so because manveer was struggling and the fact that he uh, he wasn't holding up the ball there or doing anything in fact even like challenging uh, the defenders i thought goa couldn't maintain their shape which means if bumo is back and if brandon is back in the next leg this uh, this team goes back to being lethal and even the fact that when manveer was substituted for uh, savia gama and when princeton came in you are talking about two goans here it's not like some phenomenal uh, foreign players ever brought in goa looked a different side and uh, they could have nicked another goal or two maybe towards the end they were starting to dominate they, so the thing is goa was not uh, steamrolled the score might suggest that it was a complete domination by chennai but it's far from it and it also looked like this fc goa can score five in the next leg so well, this yeah this tie is far from over for me The well, fact is, uh, the only thing is that Chennai can score as well. So well, that's that's the challenge. So the, I'm expecting another high-scoring encounter in Goa because Chennai is set up to score, and FC Goa has to score. So <laughs> it will be another very high-scoring encounter. But I wouldn't be surprised if it ends like five-three in Goa. Uh, with <laughs> Goa winning because because I said, like I said, they were playing really well. Leni had a good match. Bumu had a uh, sorry, uh, Jahu had a crazy good match. so it just felt like the attackers were lacking so the fact that they had to use len and manveer in the starting was probably not their first choice you know they probably missed bomo who has been on a crazy good streak himself he's probably had like lot of goals and lot of assists as well he's probably been slightly better than koro this season so to lose him was a little bit of a tragedy but if he's going to be back for the second leg and if brandon is also going to be back for the second leg then i think we are in for a treat 
I'm so, well, like you said a couple of things there that a lot of people might think this was one-sided and a, a battering that Goa got. But so you saw it live. I'm just interpreting the few minutes of highlights I saw on mm. YouTube and uh, mm-hmm. uh, the final scoreline. So that is very surprising that you think the game was as, was not as um, wide open yeah, or they, uh, one-sided see, as the, the score, score the might the suggest. Day, at the end of the day, you have to defend. And Goa failed doing it. So there's... There's no discrediting Chennai saying, oh no, 4-1 is probably like unfair or whatever. All those goals came out of, uh, you know, they, they they really worked on it. And it's not like some silly errors gave away those goals. They really earned it. It was not like some keeper blunder or whatever. Yeah, but, I, I but, the I, but I feel, yeah, but I still feel... Uh, 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 yeah, once Bumu or somebody can... Yeah, I don't know the injury status mm-hmm. about these players. But if Bumu is going to be back and if uh, Brandon is going to be back, I think we still have a tie which is far from uh, far, far from solved. I think the whole idea will be for Chennai to play the same game, to go there and start scoring goals. I think the moment you hit one or two goals, I think then it becomes very, very difficult for Goa to overcome. Yeah, I mean, Owen Kuala said that we're not going to go there and um, defend... Um, yeah. Why should they? I mean, they've had a lot of success playing a I brand of football yeah, that has been yeah. obviously good to watch and netting goals for fun. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously for Goa, obviously the loss of Hugo with all the goals that he scored, um, yeah. it was going to be a big miss. But they still had Corominas. Cor- and um, yeah. it, it, what happened to him? I mean, he's their top goal scorer. So that's what I was saying. I think Koro was playing in a diff- uh, like he was playing as a number ten sort of a role, mm. which didn't really suit his natural abilities. You want Koro to be the one finishing, not the one creating. I mean, he's he's a lethal finisher. We all know that he's been doing it for the last two seasons in uh, in ISL. So we we know his abilities. Uh, the only thing is here he was getting the ball somewhere uh, in the midfield and he was trying to put. He he did show glimpses of magic but uh, with uh, the likes of Edwin and Tapa and all uh, hunting him down in that that area of the pitch uh, he didn't have a fair go at uh, Goan and uh, Elisabia so I think uh, uh, the, the fact that they were forced to play Koro in the midfield uh, or like, rather, a, number like a number 10 mm. yeah as a number 10 sort of uh, killed his abilities a little as well and um, I thought uh, Len and uh, Jackie also didn't have the most, especially Len, didn't have the most uh, brightest of matches. Uh, you would have expected them to uh, trouble the keeper a little bit. And also, I think uh, I think a lot of people keep missing out. I thought Vishal Keith had a stunning good match as uh, Chennai's keeper. I thought he he was uh, he was actually quite good, and uh, uh, he outperformed Nawaz, and he also sure that he should be in the reckoning for the national side as well soon because uh, uh, like he had a good reach he he he, uh, he resembles uh, the the classic keeper he's tall and uh, he is comfortable coming and uh, you know making those uh, uh, coming down the defense by uh, dominating the set pieces and all that so that way i thought uh, vishal ket also had a good match for chennai i mean um you sound very um how can I say? I was going to say optimistic. It might be the word that you still think uh, Goa has got a very good chance. But do you think not having Coach Lovera there had any sort of oh, yeah. made I, any I, difference? I was just telling my friend as well is that uh, 
this was going to be the natural uh, debate right mm. the fact that uh, now that uh, goa has lost a very important match in this kind of a manner yeah i thought uh, I, i like i was sure that the first thing people would say is oh no if lobera was there this wouldn't have happened which is not true right. in some ways because even if you see the last few matches of lobera you could constantly see that uh, they were they were conceding goals i thought the problem with lobera's team was always the defense and uh, the fact that they they were conceding three they were conceding two they were eking out victories but so people weren't like really highlighting it so much but goa was always porous in the back due to the way they play their football so i don't know if lobera would have changed things a lot mm. and and to be fair derek and uh, uh sorry clifford have uh not really change the systems too much right so they play the lobera way only they not like gone and change the entire system park the bus taking away the identity of uh, fc goa or something they play the same football and uh, like we said uh, goa missed two starters in uh, bumu and uh, um brandon so that clearly that clearly affected the uh Uh, affected the the team in some ways. Yeah, you think that had a bigger impact than uh, the different coach. Um, talk, yeah, um, okay. I think I personally feel so. And obviously, you know, Coach Miranda a lot lot better than I do. Um, do you think he, with his experience and his knowledge, uh, he's got it in him to motivate and get these players? Uh, I don't know too much about Coach Miranda. Oh, right. I know, I know more about uh, player Miranda. He was an exceptional <laughs> player. Because uh, it's it's it is on him now, isn't it? That he's got to turn it I around somehow. I think it's somehow. more on Derek. Derek is the established one in the amongst the two. He's taken up the role as a technical director or whatever. But I still think he's a big, key, influential figure in that team because he's been there around. Uh, he's been around with FC Goa for a while, and he's one of. He's always been one of the uh, considered one of the most smartest and the most progressive Indian coaches. So Derek being there is is the bigger bigger name there. even though he is the technical director and clifford is the clifford is the uh, the coach so i i, I expect derek to uh, i mean come up with a solution i don't think uh, overcoming 4-1 requires something supernatural absolutely just yeah you just having a, a good strategy or something still not good enough to overcome a 4-1 deficit it has to be that day you have a steven gerard or you know <laughs> some kind of a, a person standing up and you know delivering some of those uh, mighty performances that football has never seen so the thing is goa has a lot of players capable for doing of doing that they've got mm-hmm. a player called koro who can score a lot of goals bumu has been absolutely brilliant this season but oh my god i think we yeah, i come back to this again and again what a player is amar jahu i got i I'm just. Uh, in fact, I'm writing something on Amajau right now. So I was like, "Oh God, I think I need to talk about this player to a lot of people who haven't like probably like sat down and observed uh, uh, football this season." Because generally, I think you like it, it's these uh, is these Coros and is these Brandons that get away with a lot of credit, right? When some people are like pulling the strings from behind. I thought Jahu had like a superb season. a superb match and uh, it reminded me of uh, uh, last season when uh, it was a very inconsequential match between uh, uh, i don't remember kerala blasters and somebody else can't remember who the opponent was this was nelo vengada's 
first match as Kerala Blasters coach. And he had just joined and nobody was turning up in Kerala stadiums. It was a, it was a horrible time to be a Kerala Blasters supporter. There were around 3,000 people turned up uh, that day, I remember. And, uh, and I remember watching uh, some 15 minutes of uh, Sahal playing and I was thinking, oh God, who's this player? Like, it felt like he had a he had a touch and a vision that uh, that sort of surpassed his age and uh, uh, the hype around him and all that. It was was too good. And watching Jahu yesterday, and he did that for like ninety minutes. So it also gave me an idea of how how different uh, it is to be. Uh, I mean, how different the foreign leagues are. So if a Jahu is coming and playing in India. And he's 31 years old. He's probably was way better in when he was 26 or whatever. And he still wasn't playing in a Premier League or Spanish First Division or whatever. So imagine how good these players were. It was it was an education for me. You know what a player. I thought uh, he uh, he and I thought Lenny had an astounding game as well. So it's, it's a little surprising that Lenny still didn't make it to the uh, to the national team uh, probables list. This uh, the one this team match just announced, but. Lenny also had a fantastic. He hardly made any mistakes. So imagine when, like, two of your pivots in a in your midfield had a stunning game and still losing four-one. So sometimes football can be a little unfair. And uh, Chennai are on an unbelievable streak. I've not uh, had a opportunity to check with uh, some of these analysts on XGs or whatever. But I feel Chennai are sort of overperforming and. Uh, <laughs> Probably compensating for the first half of season where they didn't score anything. But I have, I have a feeling they're overperforming their XG. It's unbelievable that this team can consistently do this and like dominate opponents. But I mean, let's I, I got to watch a very exciting game. So I'm very excited. I'm very yeah. happy about that. Yeah, just finishing on um, the uh, things you said about Ahmed Johor. I mean, it's like all midfielders. They are, the type of play he is, is is sought after by Premier League mm-hmm. clubs, you know, one that can tackle, mm-hmm. one that can pass, has got a yeah. high accuracy rate of passing mm-hmm. and knows when to, um, he's there. We've got our own uh, Wilfred Ndidi and we've missed him. So, yeah, and yeah. and obviously, Ahmed, you, you can tell that he's, uh, he's in the top of the stats uh, in the Super League. I'm um, sure he is the top on stats for anybody who observes stats beyond goals or assists or something. In terms of influence in the midfield and key passes, and I'm sure he's there, right up there. So, so the uh, sorry, I just interrupted. The no. thing is, I went uh, for a match with a player agent. Mm-hmm. So, my friend who was with me is part of the uh, the agency that represents players like uh, Tapa Chetri and all that. So, we were sitting there, and there was an instance where uh, Nawaz, the keeper, passed it to Jahu. Jahu turns. And there is, uh, uh, there is, I think, Rafael Cravillaro or somebody is just challenging him a little. So he just beats him. There's space because uh, there's no intense pressure. So the once you, be, uh, once you beat the uh, Janayan attacker, there's some space for you to pick a pass. And what happens is Jahu picks like a, a 50-yard pinpoint pass with his left foot. That's his weak foot with wow. no pressure. So when there is no pressure, you always play with your... Strongest Strong foot, foot, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he just did it with his left foot because, uh, because after beating the uh, after beating the player, the ball was on his left side, so he didn't like want to switch it to his favorite foot and then give give it a go. He just hit it with the left foot, and that that is a fraction of a second that can make a lot of things change because 
you as a defender you are expecting him to change it to the right foot before making that pass right that one split second where things can happen in football and i think uh, these are the players that make a lot of uh, a lot of difference and uh, uh, both of us like even this player uh, in this agent who was next to me both of us got really excited we started cheering and everybody's like hey what are you guys tripping on like <laughs> it was just a pass yeah it, uh, it is yeah, we were observing these little little things and on, on the football field and so yeah it was can, an absolute education you can see the stats and he's number one like i said but you've seen him live and you do wonder how these players get missed because they are sought after the workhorses of the midfield who do all the hard graft as it were um but yeah. he's been in the super league indian super league for three seasons now so and he's mm-hmm. played consistently as well so i'm surprised yeah, that... i remember talking to amrit who's the analyst for fc yes. goa and i was just discussing and amrit was like this is the person yeah, amrit was a big fan he was always like yeah who's the person who makes things uh it takes everything i was a little annoyed when i used to see on tv because it felt like all the players just wanted to pass to jaho whenever he's playing mm now i understand why yeah. they do that oh. right. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, those total players are rare when you know you've got a player that you can pass to in any situation and uh, he's not going to mess it up for you um that's yeah. a, i'll look forward to reading more about him but you know let's face it he's got a tough uh, second leg ahead of him i know you're quite Absolutely. optimistic but i was looking back at the last few no uh, i i 3-0 turnarounds I want to correct you with the whole optimistic thing because Chennai fans will kill me if, <laughs> if I'm optimistic. Well, I was, I was, you're giving a little bit of hope to go on fans, which is quite right. You should do. Yeah. You can't yeah. uh, with the team. They are the champion club of India. We've we all agree yeah. with that. Um, but yeah. um, they've got a bit of a mountain to climb. I mean, I was looking at uh, how many teams come back and scored three in the second leg, and I, I found BFC last year. Um, they lost the first leg, and then. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Goa won the second leg against three, but that's going mm-hmm. back to um, 2015. And we've clarified the issue with away goals. And we also uh, agreed that Chennai are scoring for fun at the moment. So you can only, yeah. y- you expect them to get at least one goal, which will make exactly. life a so lot. It almost feels like Goa will have to score six. Uh, I think, well, <laughs> they, I mean, when you look at it, uh, the two games in the Premier League, the, uh, uh, Premier League, the Super League this year, uh, Goa won 3-0 and 3-4, so bound to be goals. That's one yeah, thing we yeah. shouldn't have been surprised <laughs> with, but um, yeah. it, it will be an incredible comeback. But let, uh, it, yeah, it'll be incredible. The, it'll be like uh, Deportivo winning against AC Milan all those years ago. <laughs> or Liverpool beating Barcelona last year in the Champions oh, League. It's yeah, one of those turnarounds yeah. that will be talked yeah, about exactly. for a long, long time. But the thing is, uh, Goa is one of those teams, like you quite rightly say, that exactly, um, exactly. is capable In fact, of... even, when I talk, even when I talk to Chennai fans, all of them are a little... They're all happy, of course, elated. But they're also like, they haven't started enjoying and started booking tickets for goa <laughs> for the finals they they're still waiting for this match to get over before doing that so they sound like yeah. Leicester city fans even with a 4-1 <laughs> lead going into the second leg you're not <laughs> super confident um yeah. but uh, now turning to today's game and this is what i expected from both the legs so that's why mm-hmm. yesterday's was you know it just puts it into perspective what a game that was yesterday mm-hmm. today's um it's just finished well i say just uh, about an hour ago and it was a very yeah. very tight affair which is what you would expect in a playoff uh, in round a semi-final what was course, what yeah. was your reading of the game today uh generally impressed uh, with quadrat because uh, 
he understood uh, BFC's problem. He understood that Udanta and Ashik were offering far too little. And he also gave enough respect to ATK in terms of the... He understands that uh, a combination of uh, Roy Krishna and David Williams is bound to be mm. uh, very strong to defend against. Mm. So he went with uh, crowding the midfield and uh, uh, sort of uh, setting up a counter-attacking system against... Uh, and with Deshaun Bronze, uh, Deshaun Bronze uh, uh, pace up forward and his, uh, his uh, willingness to work hard, I thought uh, uh, it was a good strategy against ATK. And that's how you have to win matches, right? It's not always that you are the better side and you go dominate matches. You have to be clever, understand the opponents. And I thought that way, Quadrat got it right. Which is not necessarily saying they played the best football. It it went back to long ball, and if you look at it, that's how BFC scored as well. It was a mm. it was a long ball into the into the uh, penalty box. J three of all people again winning headers. I don't know how this guy keeps doing this. This thirty five year old a half fit forward who is somewhat five feet six inches. Uh, spring in his legs. Yeah, he's he's a Tim Cahill. I'm telling you, he's a Tim Cahill <laughs> of India. So, he, he won a header and a goalkeeper mistake and yeah, that's sort of, uh, that. but that's how they scored and that's that's pretty much always how they looked lethal by putting those long balls in, getting those partalos and uh, all those uh, big men, Yuanan and all those guys inside. So, yeah, I thought uh, Bangalore was clever. It didn't necessarily mean ATK played badly. Hmm. I thought I thought a draw might have been probably like more fair uh, a result, but but credit to Bangalore, like they've been quite uh, good in defense most of the season, and uh, so they went and did what they do best, and uh, and they have a lead to defenses. It's one zeros, I think. It's not good enough. Like to sit down and relax. Oh, cool. no, but no, no. you, yeah, but I'm sure two one. And between 2-1 and 1-0, I think you'll always take a 1-0 because that means you've not given away an away goal. Mm. And if you can nick an early uh, goal against uh, ATK, I think then Bangalore will be on the front foot. And I think so, it's something you said um, regularly that, you know, they're very strong defensively. I think they've kept the most clean sheets yeah. as well. So going into the yeah. second leg with a 1-0, is it's not a bad result mm. for them. Yeah, exactly. So the, I, I think Quadrat is also, as a coach... Uh, a, a guy who like sets up very defensively and like they they want to be like really resolute in defense. So I don't expect anything to change in the second leg. I think both teams will shape up the exact same way. Maybe uh, uh, maybe towards the end they'll use like today they might use uh, the pace of Udanta and Ashik to hopefully nick a, a nick a goal. But I think uh, this is pretty much how I'm expecting that both the teams to play and set up for the next leg as well. But you see, like, uh, there was a handball incident where uh, David Williams did score a, a standing goal but I was given a, yeah. a handball. Mm. Yeah, but you you, you you constantly kept seeing the the ability of these uh, these strikers. So, give them one or two chances and they'll score. So, Bangalore also has to be like... And I think Habas also needs to be a little more clever here in terms of when you set up a... A team with two strikers and uh, wing backs like Prabir and uh, Suse. Uh, probably uh, crossing is not your best shot at goals, you know. Like, you need to probably create something from the central midfield rather than give it to the wings and 
uh, banging crosses because these uh, uh, these these defenders of uh, from um, BFC will win these headers every day. Mm-hmm. Like they'll do it like in their dreams as well. So mm-hmm. they they're physically also taller. Yeah, and they're also they're actually good at this. This is what they they are actual experts of. So. They'll, this is bread and butter for the defenders of BFC. So, mm-hmm. I also expect Habas to be changing things a little bit more. Probably, uh, um, I mean, they, they like playing Krishna and uh, David Williams up forward. But, I don't know, maybe, uh, you know, uh, maybe rather than shaping them together in one line, maybe one can play behind the other or uh, some, something a little bit so that the the focus comes more to the central area in the number 10 position they they are they're way more dominant and uh, and you know just just confuse bfc a little don't make it so easy and obvious for them i mean <clears throat> both uh, uh, both the games in the in the league stage they were very tight 2-2 and 1-0 so uh, mm-hmm. today's game shouldn't have been very closely uh, matched teams like you said and uh, but you would expect ATK. Obviously, you said they should change it, uh, but you can't see them not scoring with the likes of exactly. Krishnan and Williams. Uh, it'll be just, I think, a with, matter of whether uh, Bangalore can score. Very, yeah, and also it's very. But the thing is, you didn't. ATK was never that uh, FC Goa kind of uh, squad who just loved scoring. They were also this kind of a uh, uh, like. That's how Habas has always been. These uh, difficult to beat first, and then they try to score goals so i don't know i've just uh, i mean this is something that we need to discuss post the season where uh, uh, where you have to sit and wonder whether this is suserat's best position uh, the fact that he is getting the ball in the midfield and then expected to run at uh, the midfielders maybe uh, maybe can we uh, shift it a little to a 4-3-3 with krishna on the right and suse on the left and uh, david williams occupying the the central uh, space, maybe that because Krishna has got pace to burn and he's quite mm. good in the in the in the in the right flank as well. And then you have uh, Regin, Sose's brother, who's back in the team and playing really well. And uh, so uh, and Edu is always a, a a good player. So maybe maybe change things a little around and uh, hopefully because Prabir can play left uh, right back as well. And uh, uh, he's he was he's always t- played his career as a right back. It's just now that he's become like a wing back and an attacker. He will naturally uh, uh, shift to a right back, which means you have the option of benching Pritham Kotel and introducing somebody else into the team. So yeah, I mean, it's probably too risky to experiment so much in a semi-final. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think but, if you're losing one uh, nil with 15 minutes yeah, to go, maybe, maybe yeah, yeah, maybe um, then, yeah. But um, it's it's again set up to be an incredibly tight game in the uh, second Absolutely. leg. Um, yeah. Just on the um, fact of um, ATK uh, and Bangalore being so experienced in these playoff games, does that make a difference? Of they know how to, you know, they're both extremely. Ex- mm, I I doubt it no. because uh, it, the players change so much in these teams, so. I mean, the fact that these teams are, they have been performing well in the previous season really doesn't matter so much, I think. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, uh, uh, and I don't know. So, if you if you are like a football fan and if you've been following football forever, you would think Bangalore and ATK played the more conventional semi-final. And yeah. 
they yeah. seem like uh, yeah. the team that don't lose or whatever but you put a chennai or a goa <laughs> against them you never know what i mean we could have seen both uh, goa and uh, chennai score four against these sides as well you think so it's not no it, the, the thing is you can't say is what i'm trying to yeah, say yeah. i mean it could possibly happen or it could be the other way around where atk and bangalore hold them for a nil and we'll be wondering oh, what happened to them what a defensive so it's like two contrasting styles and unfortunately both got like clubbed in the same <laughs> uh, same ties wherein so you've got two attacking teams in goa and chennai playing against each other and then you've got more resolute and uh, more packed teams in uh, uh, in the other uh, the other semi final so it's a what do you say it's a little uh, it's a little unfortunate but at least if you know what to expect so in the in the first semi final we were expecting a lot of goals we have here we are expecting eight goals i'm expecting eight goals that day yeah. <laughs> and the other one i'm i'm assuming it will be like a one nil uh one and something of that sort so i want to talk yeah. about um bfc in, in a second about uh, but i just wanted to i just read about it i've not seen it is uh, uh, nishul kumar sending off Um yeah. and uh, from what I read uh, Krishna was uh, certain to score. Uh, is that how you read it? Mm-hmm. And that would have been a huge goal. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah, I think uh, Nishu sort of had to sacrifice himself and he took one for uh, the team. I don't think yeah, he took one for the team. So it's not something that uh, you have to be like uh too unhappy about as a as a Bangalore fan. It does affect the shape a little. Yeah. Uh because Beke hasn't been playing really well mm-hmm. and so that means uh him uh, he cannot play as a right back i don't think uh, bk will be favored as a right back in that team and uh, hence there is the possibility of playing ashik as left back but then you have uh, your defensive you might end up having a little bit of defensive problems and uh, then you have the option of playing kabra uh, in one of these positions so it's a, it's a little tricky situation for bangalore also with nishu absent Hmm. But uh, before the match, I was wondering: Is Nishu in the right frame of mind for this? Because I've heard rumors. If you've been following, yeah, you've heard rumors as well. <laughs> I, would you be Lord happy with those rumors came true? Uh, I mean, see, technically, if I have to distance myself uh, from being a Kerala fan or whatever, and see it as a signing, then I think it's a good signing. Okay. I mean, who wouldn't want a who wouldn't want a fullback who is. Uh, uh who is uh, right in the in the reckoning for the national team is played for the national team as well so good signing for kerala who's now said like okay now we've done we've had enough trying to develop players in like rakip or whatever we're going to spend some big like, money why? yeah we should we should probably try to make a team and nishu also probably would like a starring role in a team and let's be honest like footballers have a uh, let's say a a short career right so they yeah. they earn yeah. a lot of money in some 8 years yeah and yeah. here we are talking about a, a big money deal so we're talking about 5 crore which is like on par with uh, not on par slightly less than what sandesh jingan earns so nishu nishu will be excited by the fact that uh, he is now seen as like a a big deal in indian indian football and that 5 crore can I mean how do you say no to a, no. such a lucrative deal and when yeah. you have such a short career and Absolutely. and especially the especially the four year part mm. especially the fact that you you can be secured for the next four years is a is a, is a lucrative deal for, for a yeah, it's, it's huge yeah, exactly yeah, so yeah you can't blame the man but, but I was surprised when I read it, it. From, if I look at from uh, I did from the 
Kerala Blasters perspective, I think that's a lot of money. Mm. I think that's a lot of money. I think they uh, they could have probably convinced for lesser, or they could have looked for uh, interesting fullbacks that developing because they've already got Lal Rotara and Jaisal, who are quite established fullbacks. So it's not like they were desperately in in shortage of a. Uh, a right back and in in rakib they lost a very young exciting talent why don't you replace with something somebody similar so there's a malayali kid who plays for uh, i mean i don't know whether you know, malayali is basically kerala mm-hmm. so uh, and there, there's a there's a kerala born player who plays with the arrows called ajin tom okay he, he's a right back so that would have been a a good sensible signing because you've got a player who's playing for arrows and uh, uh, think- coming to the yeah kerala setup whatever yeah, I think but, that goes uh, back yeah. to what you said earlier that they don't want to start. They, they don't want to, yeah, you know, go development. To, uh, yeah, they want somebody who's already and there. And it's, I think, and I think it's fair because if you look at a, uh, if you look at Bangalore, I think Nishu's been playing backup for in Bangalore. So that's how strong they are. Or if you look at an ATK, you have an Anas getting injured, and then you've got a Salam Ranjan coming in. So mm. when big teams have that much depth, why do you? Yeah. Why are you so critical of say Kerala doing the same and? Uh, that way i think it's fair enough and i think nishu's best part is he can play both sides there's like an aspiliquita in that way he can play right. left back and right, right back right. so that way so he's like a uh, i mean if if a left back gets injured and he can play yes. there if your right back gets injured he can play there as well so you offer versatility there yeah. yeah exactly um, well, that's something we, we'll look forward to as many other things in the summer uh, but the uh, no, if you, indian football's gone on a on a rumor mill trip <laughs> It's it's an absolute haphazard crazy scene where like well, so uh, Jesse Lingard to Chelsea uh, sorry to uh, Kerala Blasters is being linked so it's, oh. it's that crazy <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh, Kerala Blasters that desperate uh, but still anyway <laughs> I'll let that one go because um, no, I wouldn't I wouldn't be too sad if Jesse Lingard joins uh, Kerala Blasters but oh, dear, I don't think that's happening. Well, you'll get a lot of Instagram <laughs> and social media from him, if nothing else. Um, yeah. Um, you talk about Indian football being crazy and rumours. There's one thing that was crazy for me, and that was, and th- this is reflecting on uh, BFC's performance today, is how did they lose to the Maldives team? And obviously, it didn't affect them today. I thought it might. But um, for me, as an outsider, I, uh, so looking I think, in... Uh, I think uh, Mazia result is... Uh, did affect them, and that's why uh, Quadrat went and did what uh, he did. So that way, I think. Uh, uh, so to to say that the the AFC result didn't matter is also a little wrong. I think uh, Quadrat is probably under pressure as well, thinking uh, that uh, now he probably understands that even fans are calling for his sacking and everything. And this is a set of fans who loved him and like cheered him on at like every every point of the uh, uh, his career. So it's a little. Uh, yeah, I think he's probably under a slight bit of pressure, which mm. is good, which is good for BFC, which is good for him. Because mm. you don't want to take uh, your position in the team for granted. So, yeah, that way, that's why it's not too bad. Yeah, that, for me, uh, as an Indian football sport, that was a hugely disappointing result. I wanted that, uh, them to go in, but now we have got to rely on um, Chennai City. Um, hopefully, they'll do us proud um, in the group stages. Yeah. Um, do you know what we've been talking about? Just two games, and it's taken us to over forty minutes, which just shows how interesting and brilliant those two games were, living up to expectations in different ways. Mm. Uh, but I have yeah. to put you on the spot. You know what I'm going to ask you? 
who's going to be in Goa in the final? Uh, oof. This is absolutely tough. I don't usually I have like this uh, my spiders and thinking about <laughs> <laughs> teams uh, teams going through, and I had it with Chennai winning here, but overall I expected Goa to go through, and I'm going to like put my neck out and say Goa is going to qualify. Wow. Okay. <laughs> that is a big call. Fair play to you. That's a, yeah, it's a very big call. And, and to be fair, the other one's SC... just as big. Yeah, just, just, the other one's just as big, and I'm expecting. Uh, ATK to get through, so I'm expecting the teams that lost to uh, perform in the second leg. Wow. Uh, yeah, but like let me, uh, with with uh, Chennai and Goa, I think I have to put a condition where I'm. This is only if Goa has a fully fit team to uh, pick from. Uh, if Manvir and uh, Len and all are going to play, I don't think they can do it. I mean, no disrespect to these players, but. I don't think they offer the same quality as, yeah, uh, say, Hugo or uh, Brandon or somebody. Also, because they've been playing. So, Brandon and Hugo have been playing. So, they know the team really well and they know what they're supposed to do. So, that way, it's just a little tricky that way in terms of what to expect or whatever. So, but come Saturday, I think I think uh, the, the the most honest prediction is that there will be goals. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think we'll be in for like a very highly entertaining match. That much, I think we can all we can all safely say. I don't think Chennai is also going to just go there and no. sit back and defend and all. I don't think Owen Coyle is ever going to do that. No, he's, so, he's, he said as much, and uh, I think yeah. um, an away goal for them will clinch it. So um, yeah, we'll see how that so goes. I was but, at the team hotel prior to the, uh, the 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 team leaving Chennai, leaving for the match, and okay. the, the mood was so up. So I was in the lobby and I was observing these players. They were all thrilled and like dancing and and this is before a big semi-final against the country's top team. Well, let's face it. So, a few weeks ago, they weren't expected to be there. Yeah, exactly. So they 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 are like living a dream. They're like uh, yeah. having fun. Yeah. So this is like uh, uh, this is like uh, Naomi Osaka uh, playing against uh, Serena Williams. She's going to have fun. You know, she's going to like uh, like this is this is uh, unexpected. But like there, she's there because of uh, her, her talent and hard work. And similarly, Chennai deserves to be there because they worked hard for it. And he's 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 going to uh, they're going to go out and enjoy. And so that way, I think I like what I saw about Chennai. They they didn't go there with panic or. Uh, in fact, I even like met Amoy Goshal, who the, the uh, team's uh, COO, and everybody seemed happy. Relaxed. Probably because they were, yeah they were, they were all happy and relaxed and all that. They didn't feel overwhelmed by what was in front of them. And I think that's a huge sign that uh, Chennai will go in that match as a huge, huge favourite because now they've got a lead to defend as well and they're enjoying their football. And, and so they should. And, uh, yeah, so they should. And, uh, been on a... Chennai, are, Chennai are one of the most successful teams in, in, the, in, this, uh, in this league and uh, they do have a pedigree of winning. So, especially these knockout phases, even when they've had like not so impressive league faces. They, they really up their game in these knockout matches. Yeah, so, and it, it will yeah, be. So, it, they're not a small team. They're a big team with a bit of a history yeah, in so the I short league. Them, so my Goa prediction is only because uh, I want Goa to go out and like also say we can perform in these kind of situations. It's it's nice to go out and uh, you know enjoy the league and all that. But what I want Goa to do is also impress in the AFC 
Champions League next season. So uh, it's important uh, that they also know how to play these knockout matches. Yeah, and yeah, uh, treat true. these one-off matches uh, very importantly. It's, yeah, no, no, so, that's a very good point. And obviously, mm-hmm. with the final being in Goa, they've got us added incentive yeah. if, if they needed it. Exactly. But, uh, no, it's it, it. You've made it into a really interesting um, next weekend. Um, I <laughs> thought it was going to be one of the games was was going to be interesting. The other one was going to be a foregone conclusion. But um, even I'm now <laughs> thinking you've convinced me <laughs> to give Go a little bit of a chance. So fair play to you I, on that I, one. In fact, probably you know it's only because of what I saw with Jahu. I I mean I heard I've already heard so much and I've I've seen him on TV, and but like. Oh my God! What a player! Like what a player! I, I, like perhaps like if I, if I can choose to be a uh, a player in the Indian Super League, this is the player That's I want. Player. To wow, be. that is uh... yeah, this is just amazing football. And I think uh, Jitin, uh, the friend I was talking about, and he he he's like the he's he represents most of uh, uh, Kerala's footballers, and uh, he was excited. So. Like when when somebody who's a scout and who's an agent and who who actually understands the game and really follows it gets excited, you you can understand, right? Like it, it was something else, and this for a losing performance. Yeah, sure. So I'm yeah. expecting, yeah, there's there's probably more when he gets the attackers to do what he wants. I think one of those. It's like a Pirlo-esque sort of a. Wow, uh, no, you are yeah. <laughs> putting yeah, him up. Yeah, probably going overboard, <laughs> but yeah. No, no, no. But yeah. well, his stats uh, prove what you're saying. To be fair to, uh, and um, I'm gonna uh, recommend everybody, and I'm going to uh, search for him on YouTube because he's not somebody. Obviously, he's been on the stats at the top, so I've seen his name. But uh, yeah. the way you describe him, he, he's he's a special player, and uh, yeah, he will. And he, and he was also jumping into slide slide tackles and. When when it required, he was not uh, shying away from doing that as well. So he was not only that kind of player where he'll say, "Oh, I'm I'm just a uh, attacking guy and I will not tackle." No, no, no. He had no, no arms about sliding into tackles and all that. Yeah, so. that's why he's uh, number one in tackles as well. Uh, but uh, yeah. yeah, really uh, set up for a great weekend next week. Uh, so looking forward to it. We've got your prediction: uh, Goa versus. Uh, uh, 80k final, so that that's uh, that's yeah. on record. Um, I'm I'm gonna stay safe. And I, I usually have a very uh, I usually have a quite a good streak in prediction, but I think this was, this one I uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm pushing it. But no, it, it, but, no, I can yeah. see your reasoning. So we'll see. Yeah, and you've put a, a couple of caveats, which is only fair as well. Um, so that's fine. Brilliant. Yeah, um, I, I predicted the one against Qatar, so. Yeah, <laughs> here you go. That's that's always going to nobody, be on my CV. <laughs> nobody predicted that, so that's a, that's a, yeah. that's a fair play. But your record is still um, on on the positive side by a long way. So yeah, there's a, there's no issues there. Yes, uh, Nevin, uh, really appreciate you staying up so late um, and talking to me after uh, the games today. Uh, thank thank you so much, and um, hopefully uh, we'll speak to you next week after another equally exciting uh, semi finals. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you, my friend. Enjoy your night. You too, man. Bye. Bye.